Morning, everybody. How are you doing? Good, good. So am I. Thanks. Today, we are going to start our new series, Way Truth Life. You might think, which way? Who's truth? And how does it apply to my life? What's life? So this is about, uh, based on Jesus' claim to be the way, the truth, and the life. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at just what this means. Various aspects of it. Obviously, we can't cover everything because it's a really big thing that he was talking about here. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, then this is really important for you. So pin back your ears, engage your brains, uh, take some deep breaths so you're ready to listen. And if you're not yet you wouldn't call yourself a believer, but you're here just checking out faith. What does all this Christianity mean? Then I think this series will be really helpful for you to help you to get a deeper understanding of who we think this Jesus is and how that should affect our lives, what we believe and why we believe it. And today I'm going to be focusing on the subject of the right way and the wrong way. Now, when I first came to Bracknell, which was a long time ago, I came in 1974. My word, that was a long time ago. And I used to walk up in Caesar's Camp. Now, I live over in Hamworth, so um, actually I used to live in East Hampstead, but so it was when I was living in East Hampstead. I used to go take friends who came to stay for a little walk over at Caesar's Camp, which is just over the back there. Now, anybody who knows me a bit and has been out with me anywhere will know I have just got a terrible sense of direction. My husband's going absolutely down there. It is so bad that when we go shopping, he just despairs. We go and walk along, we go into a shop, I come out and I go the wrong way out. It's that bad. It's not just neutral, it's, it's bad. So imagine me walking up in the woods in Caesar's camp. Lovely. Um, I used to get lost quite a bit. I rarely go on my own now. I just have learned the error of my ways. But I used to take these poor suckers with me up there. And I, I, I remember just going around and around in circles. Um, and there's a little map of Caesar's camp. Now, you will see where it says 126 up there. Can you see there's a little pathway that kind of goes through that white bit? And then there's paths that go off in different directions. There's five different ways you can go. Yes. And so when you've been walking around Caesar's camp a few times, and you keep coming back to that bit, you think, I think I'm going wrong somewhere. And, um, and there's another map here. This is, oh, you can't see that. Can you see that? Well, this is called nine points. So there's nine paths that lead off there. So... It can be a little confusing. And these pine trees all look the same to me. They're, they're basically quite straight and tall. And the paths are all kind of similar. They're straight-ish with bends in, up and down. And so it's quite easy, if you're a dummy like me, to get quite lost. And I remember uh, one particular time I'd taken a friend there and we were beginning to panic. Uh, I could, and we thought, if only we could climb one of these trees, but pine trees are not easy to climb. They don't have lower branches. And I was worried that we would be wanderingly, aimlessly as it got dark and um, we would be, we were getting hungry and it would be getting cold and we would be found sometime, don't know when, dead. Do you know? That was my fear that we'd be there dead. Um, so, yeah, it's quite scary. Uh, 
and I desperately needed to find my way home, and I needed to take my friend home, because um, their family would be worrying about them. Anyway, um, at different times in my life, I have felt lost, and I needed to know the right direction to go. And I would guess if I talked to you, you would have had the same kind of feelings. Is that right? Yeah? And sometimes it is like physically lost. You don't know where you're going. You're out in the car or you've gone to London. <gasps> and you're totally <laughs> That is scary. Um, or it might be that you're lost in a different way. It might be that you're lost. You don't know which direction your life should go in. You know, you don't know, should you take this job or should you apply for that job or should you uh, invest in this relationship or not? Should I stop this relationship or not? All through our lives, we need to know the right way. And we know, deep down, there is a right way and there is a wrong way. And it's the same with matters of faith, isn't it? I mean, I went through a time in my life when I was looking and I wanted to know the right way as far as faith goes. And so we explore that kind of thing. We need to know. We need, like me, to find our way home. Sometimes there are just too many options, aren't there? Have you ever been to, I've nearly said the name of the supermarket. Have you ever been? You have been. To a, I'm sure you've all been to a supermarket. And somebody said, oh, could you just get me some, some bread? Have you been to the bread counter? So which bread? White bread, brown bread, spelt bread, sliced bread, thin sliced, medium sliced, thick sliced, unsliced? There's just too many choices. And apparently it gives us stress. Most things do. Anyway, we're in a consumer's culture and a pick and mix culture, aren't we? And it's the same with everything. It's the same in supermarkets. It's the same in our lives. There's just too many choices sometimes. And there are faiths and religions to suit everybody, from no faith to extremist faith to fundamentalist faith. So which is the right way and which is the wrong way? Well, next week, Carol will be here, and she's going to be looking at the truth about religion. So I'm not going to be really going, delving deeply into that today. I'm just going to be looking at the right way and the wrong way. Now, Jesus tells his disciples that he is the way. And I'm going to read to you about this, and it's in John's account of Jesus' life. Now, John was one of Jesus' closest companions. He was what we call a disciple but he spent three years living alongside Jesus. He really knew Jesus. And the bit I'm going to read comes just before Jesus knows that he's going to be captured. He knows he's going to be tried. He knows he's going to be convicted. And he knows he's going to be killed. And he is talking to his disciples and he's trying to prepare them for the great loss that they're going to feel. That emptiness that we feel when someone we're really close to just disappears. So this is what he says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? So he's already told them that where he's going, he's preparing to bring them. Jesus is going home back to heaven, back to the Father. And he wants his disciples to know that he, Jesus, is preparing the way for them. He's preparing a home for them. 
they will not be separated for long. Jesus is the only way home. He goes on to say, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be with me where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. I think that this is amazing, actually, that at the point where Jesus knows that some horrible things are going to happen to him, he's talking to his disciples, trying to comfort his disciples. He's preparing them for this. He's not thinking about, and he's not sort of self-absorbed. I think we can learn a lot from this. Actually, many people are like this, aren't they? When the end is near, they kind of think about those left behind. So he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas says to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? This is a fair question. Because they really didn't get what was going to happen to Jesus. And they really didn't get where he was going. And they really didn't get how they could follow. Thomas and the others don't understand what Jesus is talking about. I think it is great that Jesus is surrounding himself with ordinary people like you and me. So when we get confused about the stuff we read that Jesus says, it's okay. We're in good company. The disciples were the same. But Jesus answers him in a very mysterious way. Again, he says to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is why Jesus says, that they know the way, because they know Jesus. Now, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, if you think you are a Christian, you know Jesus. So you know the way, because we know Jesus, and he is the way. That's all it takes, this relationship with Jesus. That's how they are to find the way home, through their relationship with Jesus, because Jesus, Jesus is the only way home. Jesus really does say that he is the way, the truth, the life. And he really does say, no one comes to the Father except through me. And I guess if we believe that Jesus is a good guy, an honest man, and all the things that we read about him, believe about him, why would he lie about this? Do we believe that he's a liar? Do we believe that he's trying to deceive people? No, we don't. So Jesus says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way to the Father, to that relationship with God. Now, I was once told a story that illustrates this a bit. Jesus says, I am the way. It's a story of some people who were trying to navigate their way through a jungle. So they went to the people who knew the area, and they said to them, we need, someone, we need someone to show us, tell us the way from here to there. We know where we want to get. We need someone to uh, show us the way. So they say, okay, we know just the chap. And they go and get this chap. And uh, they said, oh, we, we want you to show, we want to know the way from, to go to the. And he says, yeah, okay. And, he's, and then he starts walking with them behind him and he starts hacking his way and they said no 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 we don't need you to take me we want you to show us the way he says no I can't show you the way 
I am the way. And he had to cut and hack his way through the jungle. He was the way. And that is what Jesus is saying. He is saying, I am the way. I'm not going to tell you the way. I'm not going to show you the way. I am the way. Jesus creates the way home by coming to introduce us to the Father because that is the way he's showing it. He's showing us the way home, the way home to the, that relationship with the Father. To demonstrate his love, but much more, he pays the price of dying for us and releasing, releasing us from the consequence of our sins. Now, we talk about sins, but these things are the things that we do, we don't do, our attitudes that create a barrier between us and God. So in Jesus, on the cross, that barrier is destroyed. Death is destroyed so that he can help us find the way home. Because Jesus is the only way home. There's a right way and a wrong way. Now, I'm getting Ali up at this point. And she's going to talk to us because I guess we all experience somebody helping us to find the way. And they are the way. Every time I get on a bus, I put myself in the hands of the bus driver. He is the way. Now, Ali. Yes. I was thinking of you when I was writing this. I was thinking of Ali because, Ali, you had a trip a little while ago. Tell us. I did, yes. Back in 2014, um, I went up. Was it that long ago? It was, yeah. I went up Kilimanjaro. Um, And this was right at the very start. This was um, right at the bottom of the mountain. And this was all our porters. And the gentleman you see right at the front is Charles, and he was our guide. Right, so, so he's our chief guide, and all the other chaps there, and there was a hundred of them, um, are porters. Right, so they knew the way, so they just didn't say, there's the path, off you go. Off you go, no. No, no Charles led the way with his deputies, okay. and the rest of the chaps there, and ladies as well, there was a few ladies, carried all everything that we needed for our journey. I think that's kind of a picture of Jesus as well, isn't it? That he carries our burdens as he takes us on our way. Okay. So, so was it easy? Uh, No. (laughs) No, no way. And actually, the fact that the porters were running past us as we were walking was quite annoying, actually. But there we are. They're used to it. We were walking at a very, very slow speed because of the altitude. And they, every day, would pack up our tents. Right. Pack up all the kitchen equipment, uh, the water, our kit bags our sleeping bags, everything, so and they, really, they would they carry really after the lot. Yeah. They really looked everything. after Everything. They carried everything. Right. Yeah. So did they help you with your pace as well? Yes, they walked alongside us as well. So there were some porters that stayed with us, and they set the pace by singing. Did they? Yes, which oh, was right up my street. That's very interesting. There's a, there's a really nice verse way back in the Old Testament where it talks about God singing over us. So I think that's lovely. So, yeah, so they sang, sang you so on they, your way. So they sang and they taught us their songs, now, there were quite which then kept us moving. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. But also there are a few dangers, aren't they? So did they warn you about the dangers? Yeah, very much. Um, obviously, the big danger was the altitude. Um, if you go too fast, you get sick. Yeah. Um, but also the path is not 
a straight one. Right. Um, lots of large boulders to get over. Right. Lots of um, rock faces to climb up. So they're right there beside you. They're taking you the right way up so that it's easy for you. But they're also right behind you in case you should fall. Well, I just think that's a really good illustration of what I've just been talking about, that Jesus being away. So he's leading you, carrying your load, yep. guiding you, taking you through the pace, warning you of, of dangers and, and even behind you, keeping you going. So I think that's really brilliant. Thank you very much, Ali. You're very welcome. Thank you. I think that's it's really interesting, isn't it? That's the sort of guide that we want on earth. And surely that's the sort of guide that Jesus is in heaven. Jesus says as well that um, no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is not offering the way to a religion. Jesus is offering the way to a relationship. This is about a relationship with the God who created us, being his children, adopted into his family. Jesus is a part of that family. He is the only way home. It was only through his death that he's able to help us to find our way home. He's the only one who's gone through death and come back to show us the way home. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, only Jesus. At the beginning, we saw that clip, didn't we, which we all chuckled at. At the, um, um, above, uh, bleh, of the sat-nav, the guy with the sat-nav. I have a sat-nav. In fact, I've even got a spare. <laughs> um, I can navigate country lanes that look like dead ends. And I can now navigate city streets. Woohoo! I can take wrong turnings and it helps to plan a new route for me. Just like sometimes, you know, Jesus leads us in a certain direction and then we take a wrong turn. We know we've gone the wrong way. But Jesus can recalculate and take us back the right way. I can choose to ignore the sat-nav. And we as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we can choose to ignore Jesus leading us. Just like in the film. I can choose a different route. I can choose to go the pretty way. I do this a lot when I'm on holiday because my sat-nav is a bit annoying because it never has... And, you know, it has alternative routes, but it never has scenic route on it. And I'd like a sat-nav that has the scenic route or the, the coast road to there. It keeps taking me inland to the fast way. So I can ignore my sat-nav. But I know that if I push the right button that says home and follow the instructions, my sat-nav will take me home. And I can kind of explore a bit wider because I know of that. I don't want to minimise who Jesus is, but I think he's a bit like those people who Ali was talking about. He's a bit like my sat-nav. For me, a bit like a sat-nav because he's always there, always ready when I take a wrong turn, always there to help me to find a way home because Jesus is the only way home. I've said before, we live in a pick-and-mix culture with too many choices do you know, we need to choose to follow Jesus. Just as that man in the film, really, really, we thought, just do what you're supposed to do. Go the right way. 
I know that we say we follow Jesus, but do we really? When we talk to others, do we choose the loving and upbuilding thing to say? Or are we rude and selfish? Or are we meandering down side roads of distractions and hobbies and entertainment? What would it look like if we came here Sunday by Sunday and followed what we're hearing from the Bible? If we actually did what God is telling us to do, if we live the way he's asking us to live, depending always on the strength of the Holy Spirit to help us, because we know we can't do this alone. Do you know, I think our church would look a bit different. Our community would look a bit different. Our families would look a bit different if we committed our lives to following Jesus, to loving God, to loving others and to growing together to become more like Jesus. We would not only find our way home, but, you know, we would be the people, the guides, showing other people the way home too, because Jesus is the only way home. Amen.